So you don't get you don't get no money from the Democrats. They should be paying you like a million dollars a year. Like you're you're, you're like a secret weapon for them. Gary, would you mind repeating that slower this time? <laughs> I'm saying you're so good at what you do. I mean, you know what you're talking about. The, the, the Democrat Party should be sending you. One way, either out in the open or, or, or under the table, at least a million dollars a year for what you do. I'm back, bitches! What if you knew Fox News was just lying to you? How could you watch when you know? was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest Arbitron now Nielsen-rated talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. I know words, I have the best words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet. And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham Show right here on KSHP in Las Vegas and on social media and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in betrayal, A-S-H-A-M, as in misguided, mega. DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com. If you are new to this show, on my website, you'll find links to every website associated with this show. In particular, links to all my social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, on four of which we both broadcast this show live and archive the shows. Quick favor, on my website, first click on the YouTube link. Once there, click on the link that says live, whereupon you can either watch the show live or view the archive shows. But most importantly, click on the subscribe link, if you would. Second, also on my website, click on the TikTok link. Once there, click on the follow link. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you would like to talk on the radio later, as in our second half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in Save Our Democracy, which is our ultimate and only goal in each and every show we do, lock him up. 
And I'm serious. Lock him up. I don't know how closely you've been following the New York Attorney General Letitia James case against the orange fraud father. But recently, what Trump did was sue the judge overseeing the trial. And yet another attempt to delay his financial fraud case that could and should destroy his fraudulent, quote unquote, empire. You know, because that's what innocent people do. Worse, worse, an appellate judge yesterday, David Friedman, granted Trump's request to delay his trial. What is wrong with these people? No one can tell me that they don't see what Trump is doing. No one. And my first question is, could any average citizen sue the judge presiding over their trial? I didn't know that was a thing. And yes, Everyone is entitled to a fair trial, but where does it say a defendant is entitled to make a mockery of our entire justice and judicial system with his insipid and constant request to delay everything? You know, again, as innocent people do, there isn't one person in our judicial system who isn't fully aware of what Trump is trying to do. He's trying to delay everything until after the election based on the hope that if he wins or loses and refuses to concede, hurling our nation into yet another constitutional crisis, that he can make all his charges and trials simply disappear. Now, this Justice David Friedman, he was appointed to that position in 1999 by then-Republican Governor of New York George Pataki. So it's not a Trump thing per se, at least not with his appointment. So what is it? Is this David Friedman a closeted Trumper? I mean, if so, makes sense. But if not, what in the holy hell is he doing? Why is this orange criminal and traitor being given so much deference, suing the judge that's presiding over his trial, a judge that reportedly has grown tired of Trump's many attempts to delay, and then being granted a delay over this obvious stalling tactic? I don't get it. I just don't. Next thing you know, NBC will invite this criminal to be the first guest on their newly launched Meet the Press show on... Z oh, wait... They already did. As I said yesterday, today will be part two of the show we began yesterday with regards to Kevin McCarthy's laughable and pathetic announcement that he was authorizing an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. We went back to where this push for impeachment began, wherein we recalled that one QOP congresswoman, Marjorie Trader Eight Toes Green, filed articles of impeachment against Biden less than 24 hours after Biden was sworn in as our 46th president on January 21st, 2021. Which, as I said yesterday, if you look at that timeline, it's just pants on head stupid. Even Donald Trump couldn't commit a high crime and misdemeanor in less than 24 Okay, I take that back. I read you an email I received from the aforementioned MTG, wherein she repu repeatedly used the phrase, phrase Biden crime family, along with all the other QOP top hits, 
deep state, drain the swamp, weaponization of government. You know them as well as she does. And of course, in the end, it was nothing more than another fundraising grift. We heard her demonstrate perhaps the most blatant example of projection we have heard in quite some time as she assured her interviewer that Democrats have done exactly what they've accused Joe, what they've accused Trump of doing. All of the people involved in this, which I would call one big, very scandalous uh, uh, issue of collusion and racketeering that I believe we could bring RICO charges against all of these people, but because they have conspired to cover up crimes um, to enrich themselves, abusing the most powerful seats of power in the United States of America. What I tell you, all the QOP's biggest hits, collusion, racketeering, a conspiracy to cover up crimes, RICO charges, enriching themselves by abusing the most powerful seats of government. <clears throat> if I, if it were anyone else, I would call this first class projection. But seeing as it's Marjorie Trader Trash Eight Toes Green, I have no choice but to call it low class projection. I mean, let's be brutally honest here. This broad simply isn't pretty enough to be this stupid. I mean, her face makes onions cry. And by the way, those pock marks on her face, they're not from acne. Those are the marks from the coat hanger. Her father would have been so disappointed had he stayed. And Green considers her license plate personalized just because her father made it. She fails just like her dad's condom did. In fact, it's a shame her mother didn't just, you know. Mm -hmm. And when Green returns from her local dump, she comes back with more than she took. And what do you want to bet her gas cap is an old rag, huh? Marjorie Taylor Green often wonders how service stations keep their restrooms so clean. Her favorite wine is NASCAR Bernay. And before she became a member of Congress, her lifetime goal was to own a fireworks stand, and the biggest city she'd ever been to was Walmart. She has a complete set of salad bowls, and they all say Cool Whip on the side. Marjorie Trader Trash Atos Green's ass gets jealous of the crap that comes out of her mouth. She's been married three times and still has the same in-laws. She's the kind of woman, her husband will bring a date to her funeral. Green is one of these people I look at and wonder, how in the holy hell are you the sperm that won? I mean, I know your mother likely told you you could be anything you wanted, but a douchebag wasn't what she meant. And the biggest takeaway from what we heard yesterday was MTG exposing the precise reason behind this bogus impeachment inquiry, which I have to add was also the biggest example of projection slash irony that she cared to share with us. If we vote for impeachment and just a, a vote and impeach him in the House, then the American people, uh, we, we do an injustice uh, mm. for them. We need an impeachment inquiry that is a long, drawn-out, extremely painful process for Joe Biden. And I look forward to months and months and months, as long as it needs to take, to draw out the details tediously. And I, I think that is the right thing to do. 
And when you boil that all down, the ironic and hypocritical reason behind this fraudulent impeachment inquiry, wait for it, election interference. Yeah, this is your real election interference, and MTG as much as admitted it. Remember, she was all in on a vote to impeach until it became apparent the QOP didn't have the votes in the House to impeach. It then became equally obvious the QOP didn't have the votes for even just an impeachment inquiry. So that's when Kevin McCarthy arbitrarily launched this spurious impeachment inquiry on his own with the sole intent to damage Joe Biden in his bid for re-election. And that certainly hasn't placated McCarthy's fringe caucus to whom he sold his soul in order to gain the speakership, they still want to dump his ass. His chaos caucus doesn't want an inquiry. They want nothing but a vote on impeachment. Yesterday, I also read an article about written by Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin the day before McCarthy's big inquiry announcement, wherein Raskin fact-checked and destroyed all the dishonest claims from the Republican majority on the committee in their attempt to build a case to impeach Joe Biden. As fate would have it, that wasn't the only piece of written paraphernalia we received on Monday, again, the day before Kevin's big adventure. On that same day, Monday, the watchdog group, the Congressional Integrity Project, released a report that let you know what they found just in the title of their report. Quote, James Comer's eight months of abject failure. End quote. So, tell us how you really feel? Let me read the intro to this report. Quote, James Comer has been investigating President Biden for nearly a year after months of political stunts, dozens of hearings, transcribed interviews, and memos, and despite hours on Fox peddling conspiracy theories, Comer and his MAGA crew have failed to find a single shred of evidence linking President Biden to any of their lurid accusations. In fact, Republicans have been forced to walk back claim after claim. On the heels of Donald Trump's fourth indictment and in the wake of MAGA House Republicans' threat of impeachment proceedings when they come back from recess this September, let's take a quick trip down memory lane of just some of Jim Comer's face plants, walkbacks, and failed accusations. End quote. James Comer's face plants. I like that. We'll get to more of that report if time permits. Yesterday, we also heard from Freedom Caucus member Ken Buck, who came right out and said there was no evidence. Well, Marjorie filed impeachment, uh, articles of impeachment on President Biden before he was sworn into office more than two and a half years ago. So the idea that, that she is now the expert on impeachment or that she is uh, someone who should set the timing on impeachment is absurd. Uh, the the time for impeachment is the time when there's evidence linking President Biden, uh, if there's evidence linking President Biden to a high crime or misdemeanor. That doesn't exist right now. Um, and it isn't really something that we can say, well, in February, we're gonna do this. 
That was Republican Ken Buck, whom we heard from yesterday. Today, we hear from the QOP congressman from Arkansas, French Hill. Who? I don't believe they've even remotely completed their work on the kind of detailed investigations and quality work that uh, Speaker McCarthy is expecting both those committees to produce before someone goes to, uh, uh, you know, an impeachment activity. Next, we hear from the retiring Republican senator from Utah, Mitt Romney. I haven't heard any allegation of something that would rise to the level of a high crime or misdemeanor. And that's not the shocker. Listen to this member of the QOP. We don't know whether there's any truth to it. And so they need probably continue their investigation. I'm not for impeachment unless it is ironclad. That was Tommy Tuberville, the QOP senator from Alabama, the same guy who has been endangering our national security by holding up every personnel move in the U.S. military that requires confirmation. As of July, he was up to 270. And one of those is the position of Marine Commandant, a post that is now unfilled for the first time since the Civil War. And even Tommy Tuberville says, impeachment? What are you, nuts? Now, why is he doing this? Two words, abortion policy, or at least that's what he says. Tuberville has said he wants to overturn the Pentagon policy of granting leave and travel expenses for military personnel who cannot obtain an abortion in the state where they're stationed. Alabama has six military facilities. It also has one of the strictest limits on abortion in the country. Tommy Tuberville is a dick. But have no fear. Someone realized Tommy had strayed from the reservation, and just yesterday he changed his tune on impeachment and recorded this what almost appeared to be a hostage video. Hey, Coach here. I just came from a meeting with Congressman Jim Jordan and Congressman James Comer. And for the first time here in the Senate, most of us just sat down and listened as they laid out the case against President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. You know, I am absolutely shocked by the, by the scale of the allegations and the strength of the evidence. We ought to be ashamed. Our media ought to be ashamed. Our institutions should be ashamed of what's gone on for the last four years without being investigated. I commend Speaker McCarthy for him moving forward with the impeachment inquiry. And just like that, good old Tommy's back on the reservation. But yeah, after five years of investigations, this is the first time old Tommy's heard of all the just overwhelming evidence against Joe and Hunter Biden. He was shocked, he tells you. Color me unconvinced. All throughout the video, Tuberville was motioning with his one arm and hand, probably because someone broke his other arm. I mean, isn't that how mobs operate? Break one arm first, then both legs? Nonetheless, Tuberville's obviously pressured flip-flop aside, this once again demonstrates how we liberals know we're right on all the issues, as well as the right side of history. There are many Republicans who have actually told the truth 
about the lack of evidence the QOP has on Biden. Show me one Democrat, one, who said the evidence against Biden is just overwhelming. There aren't any. And you know what else this typifies? How today's right-wing propaganda hate media sets their audience up for failure, just like they did with Hillary's emails, just like they did with Benghazi, just like they did with Fast and Furious, etc., etc., etc. And they only do that because they can, because they know their brainwashed audience never has and never will hold them accountable. They'll just blame something else, like, the deep state is too powerful. And then they'll sit back and wait for their media's next lie du jour. Last we heard from MTG yesterday, she was giving props to Russia and Vladimir Putin. And she wasn't the only one. We read what Putin had to say about America and Trump's indictments. And it was clear that someone either at Marilardo or Fox Noise wrote it. Bottom line, he called us rotten. Rotten. And how did the orange trader and Putin's stooge react to his puppet master calling our country rotten? The same as he always reacts to his BFF Vlad, the way any trader to this nation would react. And I began this yesterday, but we ran out of time. Trump reacted the same way he did in that embarrassing international scene in Helsinki, which is a sound clip I honestly believe can never, ever be played too many times. As I said yesterday, if it weren't so long, I'd include it in my open, which is already too long. And remember, this embarrassing betrayal took place on an international stage. And I'm not going to play it today, even though I threatened to yesterday, because A, it enrages me and makes me want to start breaking things, and B, it's over two minutes long, and I have other clips I want you to hear. But if you recall, Donald Trump spoke the words of a traitor and an idiot. He was asked about Putin interfering in our election and he prattled on and on about non-topics he's heard on his right-wing propaganda hate media. Where is the server? Where are the servers? And when he finally gets to the question he was asked, he bowed before Putin. He cowered at Putin's feet. But hey, the PP tape allegation was just a hoax, right? And then while he's still groveling at Putin's feet, he goes back to his servers rambling, while the rest of the world looked on and said, huh? And of course, he had to praise Putin and Russia. Vlad would get to the bottom of Hillary's emails. Oh yeah, and the servers too. Vlad would find those servers. Donald Trump is just jonesing to be Putin. And remember how he concluded his surrender to Putin in Helsinki? Quote, and President Putin was very, very powerful in his denial today. End quote. He took Russia's side over his own country. Again, lock this friggin' traitor up. And to this day, not one member of Trump's brain-dead MAGA cult base has called in with a defense of this weak, pathetic, unpatriotic and traitorous performance. 
And in fact, I've heard them repeat another one of Trump's lies. And they say, well, Trump was harder on Russia than any other president, because that's what cult members do. He tells them and shows them he's a traitor. And they say, no, you're not. God Almighty sent us to you. You're the chosen one. And so this is what the orange pus gut posted on his anti-social media site yesterday in response to his Russian BFF's anti-American com comments that we, the United States, are rotten. Quote, President Vladimir Putin of Russia is using crooked Joe Biden's illegal banana republic-style treatment of his political opponent who is beating him badly in the polls to condemn America and all the good things it once stood for. The whole world is watching as the USA is being torn apart by dreams of election interference. End quote. Wait, what? The USA is being torn apart by the dreams of election interference? Shouldn't that be the nightmare? of election interference? I mean, if you're going to lie and betray your country like the, the traitor you are, at least get your damn metaphors straight, will you? Jesus. The dreams of election interference. And the irony is, even if he'd gotten it right, it still would have been a lie. So I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But the overall takeaway from Trump's reaction is that a ruthless dictator called our country rotten, and Trump said nothing in rebuttal. He didn't, he didn't attack Putin. He attacked America. Why? Well, he, because he's a traitor, that's always first and foremost. But second, because making something or someone look bad is the only way Trump knows how to build himself up. And trashing this country also fits his authoritarian narrative that he's the only one who can fix what's wrong with it. When the reality is, the biggest thing that's wrong with America is this orange fascist carnival barker. And Chris Christie, never one to miss taking a justified shot at the orange trader, tweeted, quote, Trump thinks Putin is a genius. He clearly needs new role models. Get it straight. Trump is under indictment because of his conduct. He played with fire and is getting burned. And now his best buddy is coming to his defense. If you are on the same side as Putin, you might want to rethink your position, end quote. And of course, Trump's base won't. Firstly, because they're not capable of thinking only following blindly. And second, because that's what cult members do. But back to this revealing and telling interview this Benny Johnson did with Marjorie Trader Trash, Eight Toes Green. At this point, Green vows to, to not fund something that is nothing but a talking point slash lie to defend the orange diaper stain and doesn't even exist. And wait till you hear what example she uses to supposedly demonstrate this bogus accusation. And I'm not going to vote to fund the weaponized government. I mean, when we are seeing uh, the, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Torres, and he's getting 22 years in prison, and he wasn't even at the Capitol, and we're seeing, we're seeing many others be persecuted in this, I'm absolutely not funding a government that is doing that to the American people. And I won't fund a short-term CR that does any of those things and continues Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden's policy writers. It's time for us to get serious, and, and I'm telling you, things are about to get real when we go back to Washington next week.
Jesus. Firstly, the government has not been weaponized. Our justice system is simply working as it should, holding criminals to account. They can't help it if the number one criminal in the country just so happens to be the ex-president. But then, then, she defends Enrique Tarrio, the head of a violent fringe militia group, and her rationale was because he wasn't even at the Capitol. But of course, we real-world dwellers know what MTG conveniently omitted, that Tarrio would have been at the Capitol that day if he hadn't been arrested two days earlier for trying to bring high-capacity magazines into the Capitol. Hello! That's called lying by omission. And then she defends other domestic terrorists and says they're being persecuted. You know, like Jesus Christ. This is one demented, wispy-headed noise machine. Although, I have to admit, my list is long of members of the QOP I'd like to see nailed to a cross and left for three days. You know, just to see what happens. But you know the difference between Marjorie Trader Trash, Eight Toes Green, and a battery? A battery has a positive side. And it's not that, it's not that she's as disappointing as an unsalted pretzel. And it's not that she is an insufferable attention in media whore. What it is, is that she's dumber than the proverbial bag of hair. And while she may not be the dumbest woman on the planet, she better hope that Lauren Boebert doesn't die. And by now, you have heard what happened with Bobert, right? She was attending a performance of Beetlejuice the Musical in Denver. But she was thrown out because of her behavior. I'll let this report by Kyle Clark describe why. Bobert, Bobert, Bobert. Say it three times and she appears in security video from a weekend performance of Beetlejuice where the congresswoman was kicked out of the theater for being disruptive. The DCPA says she was vaping. Bobert's team denied that, said the haze was from fog machines in the show. That claim goes up in smoke when you see the video. The pregnant woman sitting behind Bobert told the Denver Post she asked her to stop vaping, and Bobert refused. Her one-woman show continued, taking flash photos, raising her hands and dancing, often the only one clapping or standing up in the crowd. Bobert occasionally took a break from being disruptive to enjoy the company of her male companion. He briefly had a grasp on the situation before ushers returned and told Bobert she had to leave. The theater's instant report says Bobert pulled the don't-you-know-who-I-am card on the way out, giving theater employees the single-finger salute. And watching the video, it is clear as crystal that Bobert is vaping. And that part of the report you heard where Clark said Bobert's male companion had a grasp on the situation... That was tongue-in-cheek. The video shows he was feeling Bobert's boobs up. Hey, that could be the name of her new restaurant, Bobert's Boobies. Because you know what they say, trashy people go to strip clubs, classy people go to restaurants. Now, I certainly don't want to play the you-should-have-seen-what-she-was-wearing card, but you should have seen what she was wearing. Bobert was literally falling out of the dress she was almost wearing. And in what might be Bobert's only saving grace, she has plenty that can fall out. I mean, the chick's got a rack. That's just a fact. Oh, no. Justin, cover your ears. Batten down the hatches. I, I, 
I feel a Basham rap coming on. Lauren Barber's got a rack, that's just a simple fact. Too bad she's just a hack who makes everybody yak. But whatever she may lack, bitch got a certain act. Probably good in the sack. Again, too bad she just whack. That's all I got, Jack. And months ago, I was guessing on one of Brian's shows. I said flat out that Lauren Bobert was hot. Brian disagreed. Trust me, Bobert is hot. I can't stand her, but that doesn't change how she looks. And trust me, again, if I were called upon and beckoned, I would give Lauren Bobert the worst 37 seconds of her life. And it wasn't just that her date was feeling her up in a crowded theater or that his date was a sitting U.S. congresswoman. What's worse is that same sitting U.S. congresswoman let him feel her up in a crowded theater. And again, I'm not saying Bobert's dress was too low cut, but I haven't seen that much skin since I was two weeks old. In fact, right before they left for the theater, Bobert asked her date if her dress was too low cut. He responded, do you have hair on your chest? To which Bobert replied, no. Her date then said, well, then it's too low cut. And get this, her date, his name is Quinn Gallagher. He's 46, and he is a co-owner of a bar in Aspen, Colorado called the Hooch Craft Cocktail Bar. He kind of looks like an ugly Jude Law. And get this, he's a Democrat, and he's been dating Bobert in secret for several months because he didn't want his family to know he was dating her. Well, thanks to Bobert's disruptive and childish behavior caught on security footage that's since gone viral, his family knows now. And according to a friend of Gallagher, they are none too pleased. Remember when Bobert tweeted, quote, Take your children to church, not drag bars, end quote. Well, back in January, guess what Quinn Gallagher hosted in his bar? A drag show. It's all performative political theater. They're all dead set against drag bars in public, in front of people. But behind the scenes, they don't give a continental rat's ass. And add to that, Bobert lost Pitkin County, home of Aspen, 79% to 21%. Ouch! Also, don't forget, Bobert won re-election last year by less than 550 votes, 546 to be exact. Gallagher is divorced, whereas Bobert filed for divorce back in May. Bobert is 36, mother of four, and grandmother of one. At 36. Now, I certainly don't want to cast any trailer trash aspersions on Bobert, but when she takes her dog for a walk, they both use the same tree. It's also been reported that one of her kids was born on a pool table. Lauren keeps the flea and tick soap in her shower. And she doesn't mow her lawn, she burns it. Apparently, even the Salvation Army declined her furniture. Now, if her soon-to-be ex-husband Jason the Flasher sat on it, I can understand why. Jason once offered to give a homeless person the shirt off his back. He wouldn't take it. And sadly, Lauren Boebert couldn't marry her true sweetheart because there's a law against it. 
And while I'm tempted to call Lauren Boebert the C-word, she has neither the warmth nor the depth. And get this, this is what Boebert's campaign spokesperson said in a statement after the Beetlejuice incident. Quote, Ms. Boebert appreciates the theater's strict enforcement of their no-photos policy and only wishes the Biden administration could uphold our border laws as thoroughly and vigorously. End quote. Jesus. Yeah, I'm a floozy and a slut, but squirrel over there by the border. I mean, just amazing. But now back to Marjorie Trader Trash, a toes green, and what she said next. Then... This self-professed avatar of truth, justice, and the American way proceeds to demonstrate that she, like Trump, like pretty much the entire QOP, has less than zero respect for our rule of law when it comes to their orange deer cult leader. We'll hear the question she's asked and her idiotic lawless response. It is uh, unnerving quite frankly, for people to watch what's happening to Donald Trump. Can you give us an update from the state of Georgia? Like, how is this happening in the state of Georgia? Is there anyone in the state that is, has the guts to fight this? Uh, is any is anything to be done? Uh, what is the uh, outcome that you see in the future? Yeah, thanks for asking me, Benny, because there's a lot of confusion out there about what can be done about it. And while I changed my profile picture to stand in solidarity with President Trump and the other people in Georgia who are being uh, wrongfully charged by Fannie Willis, our out-of-control, uh, Soros-funded Fulton County DA. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you would like to talk on the radio, we got a few minutes left, maybe 12, 13, 14 or so. That's 702-221-SAVE. But back to that sound clip you just heard from MTG. This has become a calling card for today's lawless QOP. They say that Trump and all his racketeering co-conspirators are being wrongfully charged when they haven't heard all the evidence and have obviously completely ignored the evidence that's already been publicly reported. Also, there's been no trials to date. So to say these people have been wrongfully charged is as idiotic as it is dishonest. In short, it is today's QOP. And then the two buzz phrases, out of control, Soros-funded, Fonnie Willis. Sheer friggin' stupidity. And this coming from a shameless shrew that we heard yesterday, she was embarrassed Joe Biden is in office. 221-7283 is our call-in number at the station, folks. 702-221-SAVE. And while I'm waiting for that phone board to just light up, as it always does on Friday heading into the weekend, I will take this opportunity to play that shameful, cowardly performance, traitorous performance, I might add, by Donald Trump in Helsinki, wherein he groveled at Vladimir Putin's feet. President Trump, please, you first. Um, Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What, who, my first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? So let me just say that we have 
Two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is the server and what is the server saying? With that being said, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. Uh, but I have, uh, I have confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while. But I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentlemen that worked on the DNC? Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. President Putin was extremely powerful in his denial today. I don't know why he would do that. Give me a freaking break. Lock him up. 221-7283 is our caller number, folks. If you'd care to chat, that's 702-221-SAVE. No one on... Okay, let's play that bite. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm, President I'm, Trump, yes. You first. I'm kidding. I told Justin, they don't call in, I'm going to play that bite again. Just out of spite. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm not a spiteful character. But apparently, you like listening to Marjorie Taylor Greene. So I am only too happy and willing to accommodate. As MTG continues, remember, this is an interview she was doing with some guy named Benny Johnson. Don't know him, but apparently he's big in the mega circle. And as she continues, she invokes the name of a state senator who made some headlines a week or two ago. We're not going to have time to get to him today, but we will next week. So listen for his name, Colton Moore, and then remember, because we're coming back to him next week. Um, the situation in Georgia is very grave. We we do not have the means to impeach her. And I really applaud the efforts of the state senator. He's in my district, actually, actually Colton Moore. He introduced articles of impeachment. And, I, you know, I'm cheering for him. I think it's great. It's a great step out there. But the votes do not exist in the in the Senate in Georgia or the House to actually impeach her. So, while it's a, while it's a, a very good sign, it's it's a good messaging topic. It just is impossible, and, and that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Remember that name, Georgia State Senator Colton Moore. As I said, we'll deal with him next week. And the reason I don't want to go on now, I've actually invited him to be a guest on the show. Thus far, have not heard back from him. I'm hoping that will change. But remember that name, Colton Moore. But now, now we're going to hear Marjorie Taylor Greene go all impeachment on Fonnie Willis? 
What's going to happen is starting October 1st, there's going to be sort of like an oversight committee that will be set up um, that will investigate Fannie Willis and will review her conduct. And that board, by law, in the state of Georgia will have the ability to um, uh, basically possibly even remove her from office. So that that's the hope that I have as the board that's being set up on October 1st. <laughs> Okay, slight accident here. You folks talk amongst yourself while I straighten stuff out here. What would we just play? Number 14? Oh, so they can't impeach Fonnie Willis, but this board will have the power to remove her? Again, for what? Because she had the unmitigated gall and audacity to indict Donald Trump? Doesn't matter what the evidence is. Doesn't matter what will come out at the trials. You challenge dear cult leader. Therefore, you must be exterminated because that's what cult members do. What is wrong with these people? And that was rhetorical. I know exactly what's wrong with them. And you can sum it up all in just one word. Traitors. They are traitors to this country, its rule of law, its law and order, and its system of justice. And then, what does MTG do? She invokes the name of another federal traitor, Jim Bag Jordan. Oh, it's 14. I held up the wrong card. 14. 14, Bell. Um, as well as on Judiciary Committee in Washington, uh, Jim Jordan announced an investigation. He's investigating Alvin Bragg as well and other st state DAs. That are we think they are colluding with Biden's Department of Justice, um, and we think uh, Fonnie Willis's office is also colluding with uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel in Biden's Department of Justice. Two two one seven two eight three is our caller number here at the station. For, oh, we got a lot of time, don't we? Two two one seven two eight three is the number. That's area code seven zero two 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 one. S-A-V-E. I got all discombobulated, though. I thought we were like two minutes away from music, but we're not. So I will continue. Again, what you just heard, fascists and traitors stick together. The problem is when they're elected officials. And I would ask if indeed Fonnie Willis, as she put it, by design, of course, colluding with special counsel Jack Smith and Biden's DOJ, so what? So what? Where does it say that law enforcement officials or departments can't collaborate with other officials and or departments? Seems to me like that's a good thing. That is, if you believe in the rule of law and holding criminals accountable for their crimes. MTG and much of today's QOP simply do not, because that's what traders do. MTG drooled on and repeated the lie du jour from today's QOP in their defense of the indefensible Donald Trump. And once again, while she is charging President Trump with RICO and racketeering charges, charges for simply using his freedom of speech and saying the election is stolen. I hate these liars. I cannot even quantify how much I hate these people. Again, even Jack Smith said, I think it was on the front page or second page of his indictment, that Trump had the right to lie. What he did not have the right to do, and what he is being indicted for, is acting 
on those lies, destroying people's lives on those lies, trying to overturn an election he lost and admitted he lost on lies, organizing a fake elector's scheme on lies. Like I've said, not that Trump actually believed he lost, he didn't. But you do not have the right to commit crimes based on something you believe, or in Trump's case, based on something you're trying to convince everybody else you believe. Badger secretaries of state to overturn their elections. Attack, slander innocent people, forcing them to move because of death threats. You don't have the right to do that. No right is absolute. And now MTG revisits her earlier projection. And once again, while she is charging President Trump with RICO and racketeering charges charges for simply using his freedom of speech and saying the election is stolen, it's really the Democrats who are guilty of racketeering and should be charged with RICO charges themselves for the great conspiracy and collusion efforts to, to lock people up, to persecute people. RICO! And the great conspiracy and collusion efforts. This is, these are her exact words, folks. I'm quoting the great conspiracy and collusion efforts to lock people up and persecute them. First, that's a strange comment coming from someone who supports a guy who wanted innocent people locked up to the extent his dim-witted brain dead base turned it into a standard clandemic rally chant. Second, no one is being persecuted. But again, like I said earlier, if you missed it, my list is long. Of those members of the QOP, I would like to see nailed to a cross and left for three days. And third, just listen to what she said, quote, the great conspiracy and collusion efforts to lock people up, end quote. That was one stupid-ass word salad. The great conspiracy and collusion efforts to lock people up. I mean, do you really have to engage in RICO and a grand conspiracy combined with collusion efforts, all that, in order to lock people up? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. And it shows how desperate MTG and the QOP is to portray Joe Biden as bad as they know Trump is. The great conspiracy and collusion efforts to lock people up. Makes no sense. The problem is, it doesn't have to make sense because their target audience has neither the wherewithal or the desire to parse out what she just said and try to make sense of it. They don't care. As long as she repeats enough buzzwords and phrases, that's all it takes to rile them up even though what they're being told aren't just lies, but lies that don't make any sense if you analyze them. And what does that say about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump's base? They can deliver complete, meaningless, idiotic word salads like this that don't make sense, even if you just scratch beneath the surface a little tiny bit. And they don't care. The audience doesn't care. The base doesn't care. They swallow everything whole without even chewing. These people stand in line for hours, for days, to listen to Donald Trump's word salads. I played clips back months and months ago of a 
a Donald Trump rally where Marjorie Taylor Greene was in attendance. She was riding on the back of a golf cart. <laughs> and she's going past all these dead-enders, these inbreds that, that have stood in line for three days to hear Trump lie. And this one guy goes, Trump, <coughs> Trump won. I mean, I'm sure he was trying to say that through his COVID cough, but it was just so ironic. It was, it was during the height of COVID. And this guy goes, Trump, <coughs> Trump won. And I said at the time, what do you bet this guy was looking for a bed and a ventilator before the end of that week that wasn't available? All because he had to go to a Trump rally and not wear a mask. And probably never wore a mask anywhere else he went either. Oh, they're playing our song. That means the show is drawing to a close, folks, and not a moment too soon. I have stuff to do. I have a lunch date. So I will uh, take my leave. I hope you all enjoy your weekend. As for this show, whatever it is we does, whatever it is we does, <laughs> and I thought Trump's face was illiterate. As for this show and whatever it is we do, he meant to say, clarifying himself quickly, trying to hide his embarrassment. Whatever it is we do, we will do it all over again next week, hopefully with you. Until then, take care.